Hello and welcome to NFL Only Better Thanksgiving special. We're going to be concentrating on the uh, two, three games that are taking place over Thanksgiving. And then there actually is a Black Friday game as well. So we're going to concentrate on that. And then the lads will give you a little roundup of what they feel about Sunday. I'm Betfair's Kieran O'Connor, as always, joined by Iron Mike Carlson and by John Bath. Gentlemen, it's great to see you both. And you, Kieran. Oh. What, a, what, a, what a distinct <laughs> pleasure. It, it must be. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> Mike, uh, did you stay up? I stayed up for Eagles, Kansas City. Did I you- watched uh, the first quarter, went to bed, and then watched the rest in the morning. Uh, so it was it was fine. Um, what I have a, game. a sick I child, mean- so it's it's easy for me to actually. It's, yeah, uh, it was fine. Eva, and, my and- wife was like, "Oh, do you want do you want to go to bed now?" I'm like, "No, you go to bed. You get some rest. I'll stay with the baby. I'll take this one." <laughs> That's win win. Yeah. It's win win, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the-, the phone on watching it. You know, as a Super Bowl rematch, I thought it was really good. Um, it was a great game, and it it showed it showed you, you know, exactly exactly why that Super Bowl was a close one, and and this one was a close one as well. And I think I think the things you take away from it is one that mm, Kansas City still has offensive problems, but the game was there to be won. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would have been a good catch if Mar De- Marquez Valdez Gantling had made that catch on the the long throw from. Uh, from um, Mahomes at the end of the game. And they could have still been in the game if Justin Watson didn't drop a 27-yard gain on fourth and 25, which, you know, which just shows you what what the potential is still for Kansas City. But basically the Eagles, are, I think we said this last week, they're, they're such a strong balanced team on both sides of the ball that they can find ways to win, which is which is kind of what they did here. You know, it's it's like – they're not, I don't think they're as good or as impressive as last year, but they're playing a tougher schedule than last year as well. Um, yeah. But, but um, you know, they beat you running. They can beat you passing. Hertz can make big plays when they need it. Their defense can, is very, very strong up front, you know, and they can get, they didn't get, um, they only sacked Mahomes once, I think, in that, in that game. But, you know, they stopped the run very well. Usually they didn't stop the run. They still were able to win. You know, um, I thought it was a very, very impressive performance on the road. And I had basically picked Kansas City more or less because they were the home team. And I just thought on a Monday night off a bye week, although both teams were coming off a bye week, um, that Kansas City would be able to pull it out. Yeah. And just one thing on that game. Yeah, you go ahead, John. It was that I saw an interesting stat there yesterday. It was um, since the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts in games that he started they're 26 and two, either 26 and two or 29 and two, something along those lines anyway. And in games that he's missed, they're zero and three. So, I mean, you can probably make that stat for teams who lose their starting quarterback, obviously, but that's quite a disparity between starting and not starting, you know, mm. he's uh, yeah. and that's, yeah, why he's... You're, that's why you're seeing him up at the top of the list for the, uh, for the MVP. Although, I mean, technically his stats aren't as good as Jordan Love's over at Green Bay, but I mean, who am I to talk about who should be the MVP? But you can check that <laughs> or, or out. Ju- or, or Justin Herbert at Green oh, Bay. Well, we'll get on about that. Uh, couple of things to note about that game. I'll just touch on it because obviously it's this, it was last year's Super Bowl. It could be this year's Super Bowl. First off, Chiefs, third time in a row they haven't scored in the second half. That's got to be a huge yeah. alarm bells. That's an insane stat. Uh, second thing, the Browns and Chiefs, John Baff's Cleveland Browns, they now have the same record and the Browns have scored more points than the Chiefs this year. Which is insane. Which is insane. Yeah. Walker, Walker is better than Patrick Mahomes, right? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Dorian Thompson-Robinson. The big question... Uh, 
who has the worst set of wide receivers, the Kansas City Chiefs or the LA Chargers? Oh, uh, well, the New England Patriots. Yeah, exactly. I was going to I was going to say exactly the same thing, John. Um, if you're talking about the whole season, yes. If you're talking about Sunday, the Chargers, yeah. the Chargers beat the Chargers beat the um, uh, beat the Chiefs, I think. But they, you know, when you see Keenan Allen dropping a ball, it hits him in the chest. You know, and then Quentin Johnson, obviously, with a a drop in the end zone that was far worse than. Well, there's scantlings. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's he's not in the league. He's home. Like if he catches it, he's gone. Yeah, we yeah. we spoke about the charges just before we came on air because we were kind of well, not laughing, but I mean they are having the season we kind of expected them to have, which is that they're losing all these close games. Uh, they, I think they had six trips to the red zone and only scored two touchdowns. Um, they dropped Austin Eckler dropped one on the three yard line, as you said. We, like Williams dropped a ball. The Quentin dropped a game-winning touchdown. They were they're just doing it. He's gone, isn't he? I mean, like, oh, he was bit, Staley was a bit ratty, um, and he said some stuff that I can't believe he said in the press conference. Like, he's not here to play for the fans. I mean, uh, he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you are I actually. Would, that's exactly I, who you're you're here to play for. If if the fans turn against you, you are gone. Well, you're you're there to win because, and the fans want you to win. So you know, it's kind of a cannot. A kind of a uh, a robberous a, a circular uh, thing that goes on forever, um, but yeah, and I, I just think I, I can't. The only reason not to fire him is that you don't want Kellen Moore to be the head coach. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not convinced Kellen Moore is ready to be the head coach, and and um, you know, when you watch teams like Cleveland with well with. PJ Walker with with Deshaun Watson and with with Dorian Thompson Robinson or Robinson Thompson or whatever Thompson um, DTR just call them yeah, DTR and 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 they they have Don't a they have a man. you know they have a good defense yes you watch Pittsburgh with with Pickett um, who, who you know who finally got um, got a rest on the sidelines and they fired the offensive coordinator Matt Canada uh, this week. But you watch those teams play smart football, you know, in other words, keep themselves in games, in a position to win, try not to make stupid mistakes. You, you could point to the Giants last season playing a kind of similar kind of game. And, and you know, you look at a team like the Chargers, who everybody always says has tons of talent. And yes, they've got some really great players, but they don't have a solid cross the board lineup um that puts that can put fear into you and they don't try to do that and um i think i think they really need a change a big change of direction yeah agreed agreed um john uh, very quickly your cleveland browns continue to win games you know they can win games early on in the game i mean they could like no, i don't think, away I don't think they games. can <laughs> i'm not sure they they're able to do to... that how many games is that now that they've won? With, I think like, they've the won last four, four, four games in the last play. Either it was three last minute or last second field goals, and then that one fourth down touchdown yeah. by Kareem Hunt. So that's four. But they lost one. They lost what they lost late to uh, Seattle. So they're that was they could have yeah. been even more, you know. Um, but yeah, that's it's 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 just a, it, they're entirely they're a team great. They're a team built on the defense. The defense is just uh, tremendous. And I saw as well they've they've had they've played because the defense is so good at getting the the opposition's offense off the field. The, the Cleveland Browns offense has played 180 more plays than any other team in the NFL this season. 180 more plays on account wow. of the, the other team not being able to get there. And the defense and the, the the last thing I'll say I think the it was it the Cowboys. I only heard this yesterday. Let's say it's the Cowboys. But anyway, the second 
basically the, the Cleveland defense has played three less games in terms of snaps than the next closest team in the league in terms because they're so efficient at getting off the field. So they're actually they're quite well rested at this point too. <laughs> it's incredible yeah. to see. And they all and Garrett's the sack leader with 13 sacks. Like they're just playing tremendously. I think well, the NFL the com- <laughs> yeah, the NFL competition committee is going to um decide that Kansas City games will only go two quarters yeah. <laughs> and Cleveland games will begin at the second half. <laughs> well, you got to think the NFL want the Kansas City to get very far or at least, well, uh, to the Super Bowl because obviously they have sure. the world's biggest pop star attending the games, which helps uh, everything. And Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes. Actually, uh, Travis Kelsey had a big fumble in that game, too. You know, it's another, did, it's a different did. game. If he, does, he did Neckler, you know, inside the five-yard line. Oh, yeah. No, the, the Chargers and, and the Chiefs have basically played the same game. The the, the, the Kansas City had a number of drop passes. Kelsey, uh, yeah, fumbles, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, it was very... Except Kansas City's defense is is very good. They're playing very, very well. Um and you know, and Spagnuolo scheming somewhat differently each game. But the biggest thing I took away: Lejarius Sneed did a job on AJ Brown. Brown only had one catch for eight yards the whole game. I think he only had four targets the whole game. Uh, and that's one of the things you need to do to, to slow Philadelphia down. You know, because Brown is kind of like their the comfort, the safety blanket for um, you know for Hurts. Smith My stepped new, up. Um, Devontae Smith stepped up, which is good. Uh, my new favorite NFL player's name, by the way, and I know he's been in the game. He was drafted in, two, in 2021, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Tommy Tremble of the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Tremble is great. I love Tommy Tremble. I thought yeah. I, I've been waiting for him to start playing the way he's I thought he would when they drafted him. Yeah. The thing about the Panthers, really they also have down. they also have Chuba Hubbard on their team, which is just. Well, I mean, Chuba, Chuba, unfortunately. No, no, my. You're talking to me about correcting <laughs> how people pronounce names. Her bear and all this stuff. A bear. That's a deliberate. That's a, well, yours was a deliberate joke, too. I'm, I'm being. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember the when. NFL um, for the deliberate jokes. Some guy, some guy did a column about how, um, the NBA, what was the the NBC announcer, old old time NBC announcer, Dick Eng- Enber came back and how he was mispronouncing all the names and what they should do is promote Ian Eagle. And somebody simply wrote it and said, okay, Enberg's mispronouncing names and you want to replace him with a guy who can't even pronounce his own name. <laughs> Let us go yes. to Thanksgiving. It's going to be great. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite weeks of the year. Uh, Green Bay Packers kick Green Bay Packers even. They are turkeys. Uh, the Green Bay Packers take on the Detroit Lions, who are absolutely flying this season. 27 to 10 about the Packers. The Lions are 3 to 10. 7.5 is the spread. 46.5 is the over-under. Uh, Mike, I'll come to you first on this one because this this is really a tale of 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 the Lions being somewhere they haven't been in a very very long time with that record. Sort of a Lions tale. Um, yeah, the Flying Lions are eight and two, which they haven't been since I think it's nineteen sixty two when the late John F. Kennedy was president. Um, I said that because Scott Hansen during Redstone. Said that oh, when they for some Carter, reason yeah he, he he was explaining they they ran a crawl at the bottom of the screen that, that announced that Rosalind Carter had died at ninety six and and um, he was explaining to his audience who Rosalind Carter was since she never made a pop record or anything they wouldn't know and um, 
he then said she was she was the wife of the late Jimmy Carter, and the internet exploded as people point out that Jimmy Carter's still alive. So then later on, when he talked about that lion stat about the Kennedy thing, I emailed him and said, "That's the late JFK to you." Um, but anyway, we Detroit has had a long fallow period, and and this was a good win. You know, they're they're coming off what was a very a very good win for them because it was a game against um the Bears that they easily could have lost. The Bears played, you know, three quarters of pretty good football and Justin Fields was was as good, I think, as he'll as he can be in, in that game. And they're a team that can beat you running and passing and they can make big plays defensively. I'm not so sure that they're a complete defensive team, and that's that's probably their weakness going in, going into the playoffs. But um, I don't think jo- jo- um, Jared Goff could have played a much worse game in the first half of that game, and they still went on to score thirty one points and win. Um, so yeah, I think De- Detroit have to be well. They are solid favorites with it's seven and a half, but you know I, I think you'd have to look at them as being good, and and it's a forty six five and. I probably go, yeah. It, well, yeah. I mean, that's why it's at, at forty six five. But you know, uh, um, I'm not sure Green Bay will cooperate enough to help to help that go go over. But uh, yeah, the over, the over is kind of the obvious bet there. Uh, Packers will be missing uh, the running back whose name I've just lost. Aaron, for a second, jo- Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Yeah, yeah which means um, Dylan will probably take most of the, most of it. But but I mean. They haven't been able to get a run game going at all this season, really. Green no, Bay. and where that hurts is that Jones is a much better receiver than Dylan. He's he's more explosive out of the backfield, and and their their wide receivers have been hugely inconsistent. Um, that's this season, isn't it, John? But um, yeah. you got to be impressed with the Lions, really, like what they're doing, and and obviously a, a charismatic head coach can go a long way as a Chelsea fan, John. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I, mean, they're, Frank Lampard. I think they're uh, they're definitely ahead of expectations. You know, I think that, that they were trending in the right direction. They've, they've got some good young players and good talent, and uh, but I don't think they would have expected in their wildest dreams to be eight and two at this point in the season. Uh, you know, we're we talked about it. we've already had our mid season uh, reviews so far, obviously, but you know, Thanksgiving week is really where the the rubber hits the road, and every team we kind of know now. There's no surprises. You know, most teams have had their buy. Uh, well, a lot of teams have had their buy and stuff as well. We're at the point now where the you know we know the identities of these teams. We know who they are. The injuries, for the most part, anyway, touch wood have taken hold. Like these are who the teams are, and and to the to the Detroit Lions, like immense credit, they're one of the best offensive teams in the league. But I think there's still, uh, like Mike kind of alluded to this, there's still a couple of problems on on defense, but nothing that would detract from what's been a fantastic season. But I think that with that said. They're, um, I'm not really sh- so sure about the over-under in this particular game. 46-5, you know, I think that might be a little optimistic to, to hit in this one. But I was thinking about this one is I think, I do think the Lions to win. Like, I mean, I'd be fairly comfortable that, particularly at home against a, a Packers team who are just, you know, they're not nowhere, they're nowhere near as good as they were in, in the, certainly two or three seasons ago. Um, but I don't, I think the Packers might be able to keep this closer than, than a touchdown. So I think, I would I would have the Lions to win this one, but I think this it might be a closer game than some of us some of us might think. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, the Packers will miss Tim Boyle. <laughs> well, wouldn't we all? Who's who's going to be starting? Who's going to be starting yeah. for the Jets? Apparently. 
Uh, yeah, well, he is. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Zach Wilson uh, was asked about that. I don't know if you saw it. Was, it was uh, floating around Twitter this morning. I think he was asked last night and he handled it very, very well. I, oh, I think. Okay. Well, yeah, he just said, look, I haven't been playing well enough to start. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, with that, and it's a sidetrack, like, but the guy literally taught, sat all preseason thinking he was never going to start. They had just signed Aaron Rodgers, the biggest quarterback, or one of the biggest quarterbacks in the world. And Rodgers goes bound the first time he gets a ball. Like, that's a very difficult situation for anyone to step into. And he's done all right. He's getting benched, and he's been demoted to third, from what I hear. So it's like, you know, it's a bit tough. But look, it's it's the the Sam Darnold trajectory. It's happening all over again. Exactly. And and since the day he was drafted, I said, why are they drafting another Sam Darnold? (laughs) (laughs) It was like all the teams in that draft drafted a quarterback, just like what what they had. It was so predictable. Guys, in the last 19 years, how many times has the Dallas Cowboys covered the spread on Thanksgiving? 17. Nope. 19. Nope. Once. Once. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So the Washington Commanders take on the Dallas Cowboys. Four to one about the Commanders. Wait till you see what my notes say about this game. (laughs) Two to 11 about Dallas. Ten and a half points is the spread they should cover to make it two in 20 years. 48.5 48.5 is the over-under. We should clarify, of course, that that is old teams. There's teams from long ago. Teams, you know, the, the team of three three years ago, the Patriots were going to win the Super Bowl. Three years ago, Tampa Bay were, were four years ago, Tampa Bay were crap. And the following year, mm-hmm. they had Tom Brady. It's a changeable game. But... That's true. It is a but, changeable game. But the Cowboys do have a little bit of a history of stinking it up on Thanksgiving, Mike. Yeah, short week. They're at home. They eat too much turkey, uh, you know, or, or they're thinking about going home and eating too much turkey. Uh, I, I don't know. Although Washington, you know, you saw the formula for for keeping Washington in check, which is basically to keep Sam Howell scrambling around and occasionally knock him onto. Washington are on a winning streak. They won a game. <laughs> the formula was still there. <laughs> I, I I can't see I can't see. Um, you know, I, I don't. I, I actually didn't think that they would move on Ron Ron, Ron Rivera um, um, before the season ended. But when lose to the Giants, thirty-one to nineteen. You know, when when you're supposedly a top top defense and you give the Giants thirty-one points, um, yeah, I, I would not be surprised to see Eric Bieniemy, the interim coach. Um, before before the season ends, although I, I, in fairness, I can't say the giant the the enemy appears to have done much to um, you know to to qualify it as the head coach. I'm not I'm not sure the offense isn't as much of a problem as the defense, but um, ten and a half. Washington still still can hold the games tight, but you know on a short week going down to Dallas, and I think. This may be why Dallas doesn't cover because it's always a short week and they're always the home team on Thanksgiving. Mm, that's um, a good point. And so people, so people expect that they'll they'll cover easily. But I'd still, I'd still, I wouldn't touch this one in terms of taking Dallas and the points. But um, I still think that they'll win it comfortably. John, before I go to you, just a couple of uh, one note from the. Um... Uh, Commanders games that I wanted to touch on was um, last four games. Uh, so they was it was fifty points in the Commanders Giants game. In the Commanders Seahawks game, there was nearly sixty. The Patriots Commanders there was thirty seven. And when you consider the amount of points usually in a Patriot game, yeah. which is about four, that's mm-hmm. very high. 
And in Commanders <laughs> Eagles, there was 69 points, 38-31. So nice. they are capable of scoring. They've scored 30, 20, 26, and 19. But they really like to concede. Their defense is just not really up for it this year. But they seem to be playing. They play from behind a lot of the time, you'd imagine, as well. And I think that um, Sam Howell, I don't know if this is still true, at least a couple of weeks ago it was true that uh, there's no quarterback in the National Football League that throws as much as he does. And uh, sometimes he throws to the wrong team. <laughs> so that's, 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 recipe uh, that, there, yeah. that's been a bit of a problem for him. And also he's getting, I think he's the most sacked quarterback in the league too. Like, I don't think Sam Howell is going to be there for the long haul, to be quite honest with you. I do like him though as a player. I do like him, but you know, he, he's not the long-term solution to what they're looking for there in, in Washington. Um, but like on this game, Kieran, your your intro to the uh, about the the, the, <laughs> fact, the fact about the Dallas Thanksgiving spread has really messed up what my prediction about this game was. But I I do well, the think past that, doesn't you know yeah yeah no it doesn't, it doesn't write the future that's true that's true so I'll stick to my guns but like just I was just looking at the the facts and figures of this one I suppose I do think that the the Cowboys it, like it's a ten and a half handicap I think yeah, or, yeah. At, least it, yeah at least it was yesterday and uh, yeah. I think that that is achievable. Um, but like you've certainly given me a couple of second thoughts on this one. But you know, I think the the Dallas offense is functioning quite well at the moment. Dak Prescott, I believe, has the, he's got the best quarterback rating in the league. At, he's uh, the best quarterback in the league now. Yes, I did yeah. mention yeah. that. Oh, that's oh, oh yeah, and that, that, that's maybe that's just a function of like half the quarterbacks in the league being injured as well. <laughs> but that's, um, that helps. Yeah, yeah that, that and, certainly and, helps. But yeah, like, there's, Pollard... there's no, yeah, but there's yeah, Pollard, Pollard finally got his touchdown last weekend as well, so that's, yeah. that bodes well for getting some points on the board for him. But yeah, like the Dak Prescott, like this, the, his partnership with CeeDee Lamb is now looking like one of the better, you know, quarterback receiver partnerships in the league. That's points there. Um, where you know, yeah, exactly. I think the look. Let's be let's be optimistic here. I think ten and a half is achievable. It'll be a fun Thanksgiving watch. We'll roll stuff on our faces with turkey, and let's hope it's not a, a Thanksgiving turkey of a prediction. Yeah, well, it's a seven and three team taking on a three and seven. Yeah, exactly. That's, like that's it's not always yeah. been the case. Like Dallas, who they fought on 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 Thanksgiving, is um, they know the Commanders quite well. It should it should be victory. I mean, Dallas have their tails up, Mike. That's that's the truth of the matter. How far they get will be very very interesting. And <laughs> yeah, of course, well, it will be interesting. Ta- tail up in the NFL. One of the things <laughs> about when the playoffs, because they are playoff bound, when they get there, when the game is, and what the story is with the game. Because you remember last year that one of the things that beat the Dallas Cowboys was the sun in their own stadium. So mm-hmm. they might need. I hope they've put the shades up uh, for that. <laughs> They'll wear shades. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, the, the, book, the, the book on the Cowboys this season has basically been they're they're very good against bad teams. Um, that is a bad team flat, they're playing. Flat track yeah, bullies, yeah. Uh, so they put points on them. Yeah. Uh, you want to know what they are for the NFC? Uh, they be third favorites. They are eleven to two. Eagles seven to four. Forty ers two to one. If Dallas played any of those teams at home, I'm, I'm giving them home field advantage. If they played the Eagles or Forty ers they would probably lose the boat. You would both predict, I assume, yeah. Uh, probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, just wondering. Although we have a lot of the not. Well, we're we're coming to the Niners now, but they they've lost um, Hafnaga for the season, and that really hurts. They're one of those teams without great depth. You know, the Eagles can lose people, and well, it was great. Bayard had a big interception, you know, and they just picked him up three weeks ago. Um, Howie Rose, yeah, guys, killing job. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but um, you know the Niners were when um, Debo and Trent Williams were out. They suffered and they lost three in a row. And uh, and now Huff Naga's out, and that's going to hurt their defense a bit. 
Okay, well, let's get on to those. Uh, if you're staying up late on Thanksgiving, if you're getting those Black Friday deals early, you big loser. <laughs> uh, San Francisco 49ers and Saddle Seahawks will be on the telly while you're doing that. One to three about the 49ers. The Seahawks are 13 to five, seven points to spread. 43 is the over-under. The Seahawks are a team we haven't touched on much this year, Mike, and we have a very big Seahawk fan who listens to the show regularly has mentioned this to me. Where do we um, where do we see them at the moment? Middle of the road. Yeah, um, they've got. They're not a complete, you know, well-rounded team. They've got a good set, which we knew at the beginning of the season. Good set of wide receivers. Um, a couple of really Charbonnet has been, you know, very good as a rookie running back. So they've got two running backs who can change the pace a little bit. And defensively, they haven't been as aggra- not aggressive because they're they've been as aggressive. But they haven't been as successful as you'd expect a Pete Carroll defense to be playing playing that kind of, that kind of game. But they kind of rise and fall on Geno, and the question is whether Geno is going to play in this game. Um, he injured his arm and uh, was having trouble. He came back in the game and uh, didn't look like he was putting that much on, on the ball. So, you know, I I think. Seattle always has problems with the Rams, as people kept pointing out as the Ram- as the Rams beat them in, in that game, seventeen sixteen. Um, but um, I, I just I just like like the Niners here. Uh, I seven is about what I would put the game at, but in you know I, I'm I'm not sure that that's a that's a cover. And this is another one where I'm, I I would look at the over on forty three five. Um, even though both teams have good defenses. Um, you know, Seattle is a boomer bust offense. And if if Drew Locke is playing quarterback, forget everything I've just said. Yeah. <laughs> John. Poor Drew Locke, huh? Or Drew listen to the podcast. But, I don't um, think he does. You don't? Okay, just the rest of the roster, I suppose. But yeah, no, I think uh, I, I'd i agree with basically what Mike said there. I think 49ers would be coming to this as, you know, big, big favorites in, in my eyes. Um, They've, like he said, they've sort of they've gotten over that little mid-season slump. They lost three straight, and now they've come back. They've rebounded the wins against Jacksonville and against Tampa Bay. So, you know, you, you favor them on the road here a little bit, I think, particularly like some of Pete Carroll's teams lately, sometimes the last few seasons, they've sort of gone towards like the mid to the late season. They've kind of taken the foot off the gas a little bit, and it seems like that's been happening here in the last three games as well. Like in, in the last three games, they're 25th in the league, I believe, for net yards per play. And at the same time, uh, their defense is leaking 5.8 yards per play. So that's not where you really want to be if you're taking on, you know, probably the best team in the NFC in, in the 49ers. Now, I think the real question is, like, you know, I, I do like the over-under. I would probably now lean towards going the, like, I would definitely be picking the over. Um, but I also think that the 49ers can win this one by about 10 points, which would bring the handicap quite well into play there, I think, too. So I'm... I'm actually kind of 50-50 on which way to go on that one. I'd probably go for the over in this one, but I think the uh, 49ers with handicap is a decent bet as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that sounds good to me. Um, so there is a Black Friday game for the first time ever. Um, or, is that actually just, what it's called? Is that how or it's just, Well, yeah. Well, yeah, it's Black Friday. Yeah, okay. I believe that's what the NFL billed it as when they announced mm-hmm. it. Like, yeah, it's called ago. Black Friday because the thanksgiving the day after thanksgiving which is not officially a holiday but has become one you know in, in over the last couple of decades is the biggest spending year day of the year people start doing their christmas shopping that day and the, the stores all put sales on and, and that day's business supposedly puts all the big department stores into the black 
So that's why they call it Black Friday. Um, and what do they call the Monday say, after, Mike? Um, it's after Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. News to me. Cyber Monday, because it's the most uh, online day. Oh. Now. Yeah. There you go, Mike. Oh, that's interesting. Learned something I've never new heard every that day before. Yeah, I mean Boxing Day in America, I always used to think of as being the you know the day everybody brings their Christmas presents back to stores, <laughs> which are open on the day after Buyers Christmas. Buyer's Remorse Day. Yeah. And yeah, it, well, day. it's no, it's kind of like Upgrade Day. <laughs> I want something. I want something. But anyway, there's a fifty percent discount on the Jets for Black Friday. <laughs> the uh, Boxing Day is called St. Stephen's Day. <laughs> They're getting two points for every one they score. St. Stephen's Day, Mike. Did you know that? It's called St. Stephen's Day. What's he's that? Patron, the, uh, Boxing Day is yeah, called St. Stephen's yeah. Day in, in Ireland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's the patron saint of Eating Quality Street. <laughs> John's mmm. Yeah. Really <laughs> sold that one. Yeah, Thanks, buddy. I know that one well here. <laughs> Miami Dolphins take on the New York Jets. 2-11, to 11, the Dolphins. 4-1 to one about the Jets. By the way, this is an 8 o'clock game um, on Friday, so absolute perfect viewing time. 9-10. to 10, uh, sorry, 9.5 is the spread. 41 points is the over-under. I'm looking at the over on this, John Balth, and, and I think it's gettable as long as the Jets play a bit of ball with you. Well, will let they? Me, yeah, yeah, mean, let me you, just throw two words into that discussion before you guys start. Well, Tim Boyle. I would... <laughs> well, look, he yeah, is what like... he is. Maybe Rogers comes off like he takes a shot of whatever he's taken and away he goes. What do you think, John? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, yeah, you'd want like, you know, is Tim Boyle going to be an improvement on Zach Wilson? Like, I mean, probably, but does it even really matter that much? Like, they're the Jets are not a good offense. It's just not been working. Even like, I do like Brees Hall, the running back. I think he's a very, very talented player. But they're like, I just see that maybe is that their offensive line is just not functioning whatsoever. The only way Brees Hall can get into a game is by getting receptions, and that's you know that, that's only half of what a running back can do. It's probably less than half of what a running back should be doing, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm not that confident in the Jets keeping up for the uh, keeping the points going here, Kieran. Like the over under is 45. That's kind of on the lower end of what we kind of see most weeks, unless it's a is it 40? Game. Is it up to 40? Is it up oh, to sorry, 41? Yeah, I had 45 yeah. written on my day. It's it's uh, it's 41, yeah. right? Um, yeah, like I mean, I'd be hedging towards under. I think this might be kind of a 36, 37 point game, but that's that's kind of obviously fine margins if you're it doesn't really leave a lot of room for maneuver there. Um, yeah, but I think that's where I'm going. I think the Dolphins are up there. They, they, they can, you know, if the Dolphins play well, they can, they can get 41 points on their own in this game. Yeah. It's, it's the only problem is, you know, it, as good as the Dolphins offense has been, it still doesn't seem to be functioning that perfectly to me. Like it, when you see when they lose Tyreek Hill, uh, he was out for a few plays uh, last week. Like if they lose him for a longer period, their offense is going to plummet. And like I just Jalen Waddle is a good player too, but he's not going to be able to fill that gap. So again, that's a lot of guesswork there, I suppose. Like Tyreek Hill might have the game of his life and score four touchdowns, but at the same time, I just don't have any confidence in the Jets to be able to keep the over under, keep their side of the bargain up in the over under. So I'd be not so. I'd be I'd be more leading at Dolphins on the handicap here more so than the, the over under. Yeah, Miami only scoring twenty points at home against Ray Vegas. That's, what, the that's shock, kind of what the shock of the week. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and and Miami, like Dallas, is a team that you think of as being able to run up points on teams that aren't so good. The Jets' defense is not as fantastically great as everybody thinks. Um, although I think they they're are, pretty good, but they're just they're on strong the field so up much, front. Like, yeah, they're yeah, and, and they're yeah, exactly, and that that's true. And um, so, 
I, I think this game would go over as well. I don't know why I keep picking overs. Uh, I do. On that. I think it'll go but, over too. But but if they do, it'd be because Miami, not because of anything the Jets can do. Um, I, I agree with you. Brees Hall is a good running back, and Carter's not a bad backup. But their offensive line can't open holes for them. So you know, it's 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 ridiculous. You know, um, obviously, whenever I'm I'm uh, looking up stats for the show to help you guys and, and inform the listeners, I like to look up, um, you know, kind of fan zone sites of these teams. I always meant to say that the Miami Dolphin one has the best name. The guy who writes all of the best, he describes himself as the best source for quality Miami Dolphins news, rumors, analysis, stats and scores from the fan perspective. Uh, it's called the Finsider.com. <laughs> And I love it. But, um, I want him on the show. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of my, my one of my favorite ever sports tweets, and this is going back a number of years. But somebody tweeted, like it was one of the NFL beat reporters. Uh, the medical is done. Jay Cutler is officially a dolphin. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody responded, like this tweet would be way cooler if football didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wasn't there one as well where like uh, an NFL team said that the player had been placed on IR and someone was like source and they wrote back us the actual team <laughs> yeah literally us <laughs> uh, that is the uh, four games that we're going to concentrate on but of course uh, we're not around for uh, to do a kind of another show this week so guys th- there's a hell of a lot of games on this week obviously um, so a full slate a full slate, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what's really strange this week is you've got four games that are 37 points or under on the over-under. The Jets, uh, sorry, the Giants and Patriots is 33-5, which is the lowest over-under I can recall in the past few years. Here, yeah. yeah, Browns, Broncos, I mean, that, not that's, far off. That's, that's nothing. And, you know, and, and the other weird thing is that the Giants, who are – Three and eight, whereas the Patriots are two and eight, and the Giants are coming off a big win um, over Washington, are getting three and a half points at home. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. tell you tell me. <laughs> I don't. I don't make the odds, Mike. I just read them out and look pretty. That's I all know. I do. Um, is there any game that you'd like to have a look at there, John? Do you want to just kick us off a little bit, maybe with with the Bills Eagles Broncos? Bills Eagles is a decent oh, game. Go Bills Eagles! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, f- f- take us home. Bills Eagles eleven to eight. The Bills Eagles six to ten. Three point spread. Forty eight point five is the over under, and it's a Sunday night half past nine game. It's another game that you can just sit and relax and eat with a pack of crisps. <laughs> really no expense spared over in the O'Connor household. <laughs> One of the multi-pack bags that you get really cheap these days. Yeah, yeah, or some qu- or some quality street. Or yeah, some yeah, quality yeah. street. They're also cheap <laughs> these days. You can tell I like cheap food. This is an interesting game to me. Obviously, uh, we've I, I suppose we won't talk too much about the Eagles. We've discussed them on the show already. Uh, Buffalo Bills, sort of still being that team that. You know, they're hard to, uh, despite what I said earlier about we kind of know who the teams are, I still think there's a chance that the Buffalo Bills aren't really, I think they're maybe better than their record suggests. You know, they're clearly not as functional as they were the last couple of years and no, no arguments there. But I think in this game, there's a chance that the Bills are better than the record suggests and the Eagles are maybe slightly worse than their record suggests. So I think that opens up a little bit of a sort of the middle part of the Venn diagram for some value in the, in the betting in this one. I think... um like giving Josh Allen three and a half points before the start of the game to is always going to be interesting to me, regardless of who they're playing. Now they're playing the, like I said, the aforementioned Eagles, so it's going to be tricky there. But I just that's the one that kind of sticks out to me. The Bills getting three and a half points here, I think, is uh, worth looking at a little bit closer. Um, 
like football obviously it's about a lot more than metrics but buffalo are actually recently ahead of philadelphia in several of the key things net yards for play and various other things like that so i think the bills are a sneaky uh prospect here on the road in philly i think they might get the job done wow bombshell from balfe hit me with that's it, a good one yeah that's a good one i'm i i think the um, one of the other good games of the week um is jacksonville houston um, Jacksonville had coming off a really good win at home over Tennessee, which they haven't been able to do play well at home. Um, and Houston now six and four, um, another kind of good performance, um, by, um, by CJ Stroud after throwing three interceptions early in, I early in the, the game. I text message on the, I texted our WhatsApp group. Yeah. yeah. Like, he looks like he's in the, in the MVP conversation now. Like he's he in the zone. Picks in like five minutes. <laughs> but, you know, uh, so Houston still is getting, is getting a point and a half at home in this one. Um, Jacksonville had played better on the road all season. Uh, and I think that's probably why. But I, I think this this is a really interesting one. Uh, and I'd be tempted to go under on this one at 47-5, even though, you know, both teams are kind of offensively minded. Uh, I think their defenses are better than than people recognize. Uh, and the other one is Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, where Cincinnati is Jake Brownie, a quarterback, and Pittsburgh has God knows who. <laughs> is it going to be Trubisky in there? With, I, I assume it's going to be yeah. Mason Rudolph is still is on their practice squad. I think he might be promoted, but yeah, they've got a new offensive coordinator, um, so maybe they'll get a bump from that. And and Mitch and and MVP Mitch will come back and uh, and uh, lead lead them to victory. Speaking it's of an Mason interesting. Rudolph. And the, the fact that we're like, just one la- more little anecdote, if you if you don't mind, but there was a play in the Pittsburgh Cleveland game where um, Kenny Pickett's helmet came off. It came and it was just kind of rolled onto the floor. There was, nothing bad happened, obviously, but uh, Miles Garrett picked up the helmet, and one of the Steelers uh, rookies came over to me. He goes, "You're the last person that should be holding that right now." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to remind everyone uh, that, of course, the Thanksgiving games are tomorrow and there is an offer on Betfair, which is a bet five on bet builders and get a five pound free bet that will apply for the Thursday games. I believe it's applying for the Friday games as well. Check the promo page for that and maybe into Sunday as well. I think there's it's lots of ways to get involved in that. Pick the game you want to do it on. Um, uh, there is terms and conditions for the promo of that in the description of this podcast. Do have a look, but keep an eye out because you can't do it early this week. You can do it on Thursday night if you so wish to do so. Uh, guys, we will get your best <laughs> did, bets. Did I you will... see? Did you see the moment speaking of Beckley that um, that uh, Kenny Pickett thing when Shelby Harris for Cleveland? Pick it through a ball away. Oh, and Shelby and, Harris caught and, it on the touchdown. And line. Shelby Harris on the sidelines caught it and then <laughs> celebrated. Like he turned <laughs> to the crowd and he was had his arms up in the air, was celebrating like he just caught a big guy touchdown. Well, you know? First time he's ever, time he's ever touched a ball in his career, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of touchdowns, Jeffrey Simmons got one for Tennessee. Um, where he leaks out, you know, he lines up as a tight end, eligible receiver. And so it was the play yeah, Mike yeah, Vra- yeah, yeah. It, it was exact same play Mike Vrabel always used to run when he was with the Patriots and they would send him in a goal line and stuff. And I was sitting there looking at my my computer and, and just saying, 
cover him. <laughs> he's going to go out on, he's eligible for a reason. <laughs> he's going yeah. to slide out on, into the flat there. You ought to cover him and no one paid any attention to me. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't have a lot of, yeah, they don't have a lot of time, you know, they're trying to I think. I don't get on no respect. Feet. That is, I'll let you yeah. think about it. That was a very meandering okay. show, I must say. You know, what? It, one of these is. days we're going to, uh, we're going to even get into the debate about um, why uh, when they spike the ball, that's not intentional grounding, but maybe not today. It's a special, it's, yeah, it's just a special rule. Well, it's a I special like the rule way, that shouldn't yeah, be. Nowadays, if you're cool, like if you're the kind of person who calls the NFL the National Football League, like so John you, did, like two minutes ago. So, so you can you can seem authoritative. You have to you have to say clock the ball instead of spiking the ball. You know, it's like, oh yeah, uh, he does. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. cool word for it now. That is the cool um, word. It is intentional ground. Be, but anyway, before we do our best bets, there? I should point out that last week um, we continued our non-losing streak. Did we all? Did um, we all win? No, no. <laughs> but Kieran Kieran had a push. Oh. Um, he had the Chargers plus three, and and that. It was twenty. What is twenty one eighteen? Um, yeah, so that, they should so have won. I, I think I have like a like a technical win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that should be a new category. You know, you should have like you know, win, lose, over, under. I had could the could have could have should have. I backed the charges. Um, and so I John, Harvard, so Kieran is now five five and one. He's a push on the whole season at this point. That's the tiebreaker um, winner. I'm telling you, baby. <laughs> yeah, John. John had Houston uh, giving four and a half to Arizona. They won by five. Five. Yeah. So he he's uh, six and five on the season, and I went under to the chagrin of most everybody on the Seattle Rams game. It was under forty six. Uh, the final score was seventeen sixteen. So I covered that by 13 points and i'm seven and four now on the season Ooh, i'm mike harrison oh i know everything remember ooh, i'm on the telly um well then you can go first on the i don't have one so you guys go on don't have one I'm, jump off you i haven't figured first. one out yeah right i'm going to um kind of go back to the well a little bit uh on something that i've done a few couple of times already this season cleveland brands elite defense slow offense Denver Broncos, they've been on a little bit of a run lately. Uh, well, their best run under under Sean Payton, and uh, but it's still, I think the uh, is it the over under still thirty five point five, Kieran? It was on Tuesday yes. evening. Yes. Um. So I think yeah, I'm going to go for the under. Surprise, surprise in the Cleveland Browns game, but yeah, under thirty five point five. Which, you know, having said that, is a quite a low total for an over under. But Cleveland Browns are a low scoring, low conceding team, so I think that is the uh, the best bet for me this week. Okay. Um. I'm looking at the Bills Eagles um and uh the 485 catches the eye um I know you guys spoke in detail about it but um it's why I stayed quiet I'm going to go under 48.5 in that game for the reasons that we've kind of elaborated on that I don't think the Bills will play ball in that over under I think the Eagles will score lots but we haven't seen enough from the Buffalo Bills especially in the last couple of weeks that makes me think that they can score 25 points against the Eagles something around that if you were to split it they ain't doing that, so you're gonna need a lot from the Eagles. I just think you know it's nearly fifty points, but mm. and a, and the Bills are a bit of a misfiring team right now. They could bounce back, but I'm not so sure. Uh, the other one that caught my eye as well, just for the record, uh, Saints Falcons is a pick them at ten to eleven. Um, I think the Saints are probably better than the Falcons, but Mike, we'll go to you. Yeah, and the Saints are getting a point and a half if you if you want, you want to, go to take on. them a little, yeah. On that on that side, um, but I I think that that one tempted me on the over under because I see that one as being an under um, almost all the way, and so that's what I'm going to take. I think um, under forty two five New Orleans 
Atlanta. Okay, the other one, okay. the other one I like is is the um, Jacksonville Houston under, and um, which is forty seven five. Um, in fact, I might just talk myself out of that one right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, gents, that is it. That was a jam-packed show. Thank you so much. A little bit different. Obviously, we concentrated on the games on Thursday and Friday, and then a little bit no on Sunday. So much so that Mike has actually just walked off the camera. So if you are watching on YouTube, I have no idea why he did that either. Uh, but um, thank you so much for, for joining us. I hope you enjoy the Thanksgiving games. It's always a highlight, of course, of everything. I hope you enjoy the first Black Friday game as well. Thanks to Mike for mansplaining, even though we all knew what it was. Uh, <laughs> join us next week for another episode okay. of NFL Only Better. I'm Kieran O'Connor. Thanks to John. Thanks to Mike. Have a lovely weekend. I hope all your bets win. Bye for now. <laughs>